Welcome to the show. Will Miles is on. You might recognize him from Comedy Central. He's written on a bunch of shows. He's been on a bunch of shows. He's, uh, if you ever see those masterclass ads, he's in the Steve Martin masterclass. Um, I've known him a few years, but I've never had a long, long, long conversation with him. And uh, I'm glad I did, finally. June 8th, I'm doing a benefit show um, on Zoom for the Nowhere Comedy Club, I'm doing a crowd work show. It wasn't originally a benefit, but then I thought this seems like the time to do a benefit. So I, ter- I turned a show that wasn't a benefit into a benefit. I know I'm patting myself on the back a little too much. I apologize for that. But all the money I'm making goes to Equal Justice Initiative, which is an organization that works to end mass incarceration, excessive punishment, and racial inequality. It's June 8th. Go to eventbrite.com for tickets. Just look up my name. It's the virtual crowd work tour. And there may be tickets left, but they're moving quite quickly. So check that out. And we'll be right back with Will Miles. What's up, Will? Nothing much, man. What's up? Ah, I don't know, man. I guess nothing much is an understatement. <laughs> oh, look, look at those! Look at those glasses. Yeah. Those can, are those tinted? No, I wish uh, they're just regular. But they're like I think I bought women's glasses. If I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be honest. You did. Someone said the glasses I was wearing. Someone on Instagram like you get girly glasses. <laughs> I deleted the comment, but uh, I'm sharing yeah. it with you now. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, what? What's the? You kind of like you're in sort of like moody lighting. You sort of like got a mist around you. Like I know I'm by a wind. There's a window behind me, and I was like, maybe this is a good place to do a Zoom calls. But then I'm like, wait, no, it's not. (laughs) It's good that this is a podcast, and I'm doing all visual stuff at the beginning to. Oh yeah. That people can't see for themselves. Where do you live in L.A., man? Uh, we're over by in the east side by, like, uh, Highland Park. Highland Park? Where yeah. is that? That's oh, is that where UCB is? No, no. was probably also. But it was. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's right where, do you know, like, the Donut Friend and all that stuff? We're not too far from that. The Donut Friend? Yeah, it's all vegan donuts. It's good stuff. No, I love that that's your landmark. <laughs> you know where that uh vegan donut tower is it's, it's 35 story 85 story building i think there is a theater but it's like a marionette theater but is there so vegan donuts that's, now i'm just thinking about that that sounds exactly good. they're delicious do you get do you get them yeah all the time they got a peanut butter and jelly how many do- <laughs> how many you get you get like a half a dozen I mean, how many how many a week are we are we doing here? Oh no no, not even weekly. It's a treat. Okay. Yeah. The doctor said I was obese, which is also I uh, like. Oh really? Same. Yeah. I mean, that my BMI is high. I guess he was like, technically you're obese. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> but what are you, are you exercising? 
I had a good regimen before quarantine, and now I'm trying to figure out, uh, I guess, just push-ups and burpees. Burpees? Yeah, burpees, I heard, I heard 10 a day is supposed to be effective. But What is a burpee? It's when you uh, jump down, do a push-up, hop back oh. up, and do a light jog in place, and then keep repeating that. I had a trainer once who did shit like that, and it's like, oh, this doesn't look too difficult. I did like one of them, and then I was like, I needed to be hospitalized. It was fucking <laughs> yeah. it's, it's exhausting. Yeah, no, it's working out in general is like, I don't really think it's for me, if I'm being honest, but I do it to like stay healthy, yeah. I guess. It's not your passion, though. Not at all. I mean, I, they, I, I had a like, trainer before everything, too, but when I knew I had a job and everything, and... uh but I got rid of that because I was looking. I'm having a baby next month. Well, I'm not having. Oh, yeah! Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh man, your wife is uh, Julia Rossi. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you who your wife is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's a very funny comedian as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I might say funnier than you, probably. Right. I would say the same thing. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Listen to me, man. <laughs> listen to me trying to score some points with. <laughs> Like, oh man, that was cool. That he said, What uh, now you guys are e- equally funny. How about thank that? you? Thank you. When we is try. your ba- when are you having a baby? End of July. Oh man, yeah. So, you got, I, uh, name, you got some names picked out? Maybe? We got some names picked out, but I'm not allowed to share them yet. I love, but it is a girl, so it's a girl. I love yeah. helping people pick their uh, baby names. So, let's let's hear a few of them. Uh, what do you, what do you got? Let's hear yours. (laughs) (laughs) I like a nice lit, how about a nice Lily or a, my niece's name is Lily. So I would, I couldn't, that's a nice short, pretty, oh, you can't name her. Yeah. It'd be weird. I mean, I'm sure people do that, but yeah, that would be weird. I got a couple of friends whose, uh, their brother has the same name as them or their sister has the same name as them. Like stepsister, stepbrother. Yeah. Like George Foreman's kids. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of similar. Like they have the same dad, and it's like they have a they have the same name. <laughs> it's pretty weird. What um? So are you are is there protesting near your uh, yeah? Where you live? Uh, not not in the immediate <laughs> vicinity, but there's a there's a bunch out there. But it was advised at our high high risk in the pregnancy that we shouldn't go. So I'm yeah, just I would donate. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the kind of a protester I am. I'm a yeah. Go, I'm a GoFundMe protester. Me too. Me too. I'd like to be out there. I, I can stand at like the far end, but I uh, I can't be in the middle of it. I mean, I, I yeah. If I knew it was good, it was a march, then I would I would conceivably do it. But I I don't like violence. I can't see violence. I don't want to be around violence. Yeah, those are pretty rare, especially daytime stuff where you don't. Yeah, I know that's true. Yeah. But I'm like I can't I can't be in the I can't be in the front line I can be in the back line all day. But I'll, I'll uh, I mean I have I've been donating and I there's it's a rare time for me to even do a podcast. <laughs> I know I felt I was almost going to take a week off and then I don't know. There's very few, uh, all due respect, white people I would do a podcast with this week and you're one of them. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, damn it! I'm thank you. I'm like, yeah, yeah. There's a good opportunity to tell people to donate. I'm also I've been looking into like how to get people groceries right now. Yeah. Anyone anyone who's out there who was out there protesting, I'm like, how can we get them groceries so they don't have to go to the grocery store? 
I was thinking about that because like it'd be great to buy like a hundred pizzas and just have but Yeah. That that would be a separate that could be that could cause some <laughs> t- some fucking uh turmoil also. People Oh just, yeah. <laughs> Because you got to share a pizza, so it's like yeah, yeah. like here with with a, with a mob of people. But uh, what what charities have you donated to? Uh, which ones? I pretty much anyone I see every day. I'll do it. I just donated to the Ayana, the trans girl who was beaten in Minnesota. Donated to her. Uh-huh. I donated to uh, my friend Ida. She, her Twitter name is Shut Up Ida. She's donating to a lot of different protesters who DM her, and so oh, really? I just gave her money to spread out to them. And then wow. um, also, who else have I been giving? I mean, uh, all the bail funds I've given to, pretty much. <clears throat> I'm doing a, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a Zoom show that I was going to get paid for. And I said, you know what? Not a time. Here's yeah, a good time yeah. to not get paid. So I'm donating to the uh, Equal Justice Initiative. Have you heard of them? <clears throat> uh, I haven't, but I'll look into that one, too. Highly rated charity. All right, all right. <laughs> I just want to let you know that I'm a great guy who donates to... <laughs> Equal justice charities. <clears throat> That's why I'm one of the white guys who you are willing to do a podcast with. Exactly, exactly. Do you think it's I mean, wrong I'll, that we're doing a podcast now? Uh, I mean, if it gets word out there and somebody was like, I didn't know where to donate, and then they listen to this and they're like, I'll donate there. Because yeah, a lot of people are scared to be out. We have a lot of agoraphobia. I mean, especially us comedians. There's a lot of you agoraphobia. So? so I think people listen to comedians because they're also sometimes agoraphobic so it's like here's something you can do while in the house yeah and also i mean people aren't people need a little bit of a break from occasionally yeah yeah i read a another thing i did i read a kid's book today to some kids uh really there's like a chicago public library reached out and they were like because i'm from chicago i mention it all the time anyway but (laughs) but i was like i'll do i'll do it yeah so i read a book to kids so that parents had a break for a second because between everything they're gonna they're having to explain to their kids plus you know the homeschooling which i don't think a lot of parents are even good at <laughs> it's like here I'll, i so used what, to be a teacher anyway so here let me read a kid's book to you were kids. a teacher i was yeah in chicago and new york i was a substitute for a while years oh really did you like it what did Oh, I loved it. No, it's terrible. But uh, yeah, it's awful. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, well, substitute is a great uh, flexible job if you're pursuing something else because you, yeah, you just work when you want to work. And that was like I was uh, in Chicago. I was a, a paraprofessional, so I was every day for a little money. But um, what what I, does that mean, a paraprofessional? That means you're helping with the inclusion of the kids who take a minute to learn. We used okay. to call it special needs, and they uh, you you work them into the reg- into like the you know assimilate the class, them. The, yeah, you kind of do that to, with the classroom teacher, and you help them learn amongst the rest of the class. So, did you have like some of those? Would you be like in a class, and you had a few students assigned to you who were you were helping? Yeah, oh. yeah. Which is because uh, it's like well, then I got to pay attention too, so that kind of sucked. Especially if I'm yeah. doing a night of stand up the night before. Then I yeah. gotta go in and be like, "All right, what what the fuck is that teacher saying? I don't know, man." <laughs> yeah, it's, I I remember like uh, I mean I used to do a bit about it, but just staying out till two and then getting a call at six a.m. Do you want to come to work? It's, like, it's the worst. Yeah, that's why I mean I'm looking to give to some. Uh, there's on my Twitter replies, Mamadou and Die is a comedian in New York too. I don't know if you know. 
but he, no, uh, I he don't figured know out I some um, teacher charities to donate to. So I've been looking into that one too. There's like five, I think, that he put on my and my brother. Also, he's a my brother works in arts education. Uh huh. And in uh, Seattle and across the country, he, used to, he did it for like 20 years in New York. Sal had a job in New York, and so I've been How? looking looking into him to help me with that too. How long were you a teacher? Uh, what was it? Eight years in Chicago, and then two or three in New York. Where in New York? Brooklyn, East New York. Um, Flatbush and uh, Bron- Brownsville. Damn. Yeah, it was. It was, the East New York one was like a, a transition school. And, what does that uh, mean? It's like if uh, if high school didn't work out, you get to your degree this way. You get your um, your diploma this way. So it was like a a school that was a second option if high school didn't work out. Why? How was that different? It's like, well, everybody there either dropped out of high school or is, like, going back to high school to finish it kind of thing. So, well, mostly it was dropped out, actually. If you dropped out of high school, you went to this school. And so but, it had, like, <laughs> some, it was a lot of work for sure. It just seemed, I mean, <laughs> it's just like, hey, I want to drop out of school, but I'll go to another school. I don't Basically, get it. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it some is? Of it, some of it is that. But then there's a lot of them who are, like, they were suspended for weird reasons or expelled. And then uh-huh. it's like, all right, well, now you go to this school. This is a second chance kind of thing. And we'll uh, we'll help you get the diploma anyway. I subbed at a prison once. Really? A detention at juvenile detention center in Alachua, outside of Gainesville. Okay, um, yeah. It was so actually... Florida, that, huh? Wow. Y- yeah. Actually, it was... You know, you can't, New York schools, Pete, they were just... The, the kids ran... They were in charge. Yeah. The teachers never left lesson plans. It was terrible. But you'd go to a detention center. You just got you've got guards all over the. Like I felt safer there than I did probably. Yeah. At the and uh, also their schedule was like uh, math, recreation, uh, outside recreation, inside recreation. It was just kind of <laughs> like okay, you just want to keep these. You want to give these guys keep these guys a little busy. But um, it was so weird because I moved there and did it, but I'm from. Chicago originally, so I, I had my ideas of what danger was, and everybody was, after I went there, I like, this kid, rapper named Bobby Schmurder, he was from that area as well, and he would have all these songs about the neighborhood and how dangerous it was, and I didn't really realize, because the kids liked me, so I didn't have to worry about, like, yeah the dangers of the outside, because I, I was well known as the guy who, like, you know, I was the youngest person there, probably, that they worked with, and I was black. And so they they were able to see like somebody who kind of looked like them and young. So I didn't I didn't feel the pressure of like the dangerous neighborhood, and I was like, huh? this looks so like L.A. is hard to see the danger too every now and then because I'm like, but you have a yard, <laughs> like like right. everybody has a yard. I'm like, it's so different than what I've seen as far as like a place where I was told I should be scared. When did you did you start comedy in Chicago? Yeah, yeah. Where and, uh, I started on. The near south side, I think, is technically the neighborhood, at a a place, a spot I saw on Craigslist. <laughs> it was like a Craigslist ad that said, "Do you want to start comedy?" And I followed up. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What's the catch? Yeah. There must have been I, well, a catch, though. It, they wanted you to bring people, of course, and you had to like sell tickets. But I was uh-huh. prepared because I I had been saying I was a comedian for so many years in like college that I. I was like, well, yeah, I'm a comedian, so people have been waiting to come to a show anyway. 
So I was able you mean to you were saying it before tickets. you actually were doing comedy? Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I was even saying, like, I'm going to be a comedian for, like, probably four or five years before I even set foot on a stage. So is that the whole fake it till you make it kind of thing? Is that what I that think is? so, yeah. Right? That worked. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's funny when people have, like, faith in you when you're saying it and you haven't done it yet. They're like, oh, man, I can't wait to see you on Comedy Central. And you're like, oh, I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. At you that won moment. that one, though, right? Yeah, fuck yeah. No, you did a half long. hour, right? Did a half hour. I watched six minutes of it. Of course, yeah. I a clip. That. I watched the clip. I didn't like, <laughs> shut it off. After. Um, a lot of pot jokes. A lot of them. That's how uh, one of our first interactions was about. Ah, yeah, I know. I was going to open with that. Let's let's yeah. just get that out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> I should look yeah. up the email, but you, uh, you asked me to do this show. We have like an ongoing thing, you and I, yeah. where... Uh, I don't need to tell you that. I'm going to tell the people at home where <laughs> basically Will asked me to do this show at Union Hall in Brooklyn, which is a nice, cool little venue. And then at the end, he's like, oh, yeah, so we're all going to get high and then leave and come back or some fuck. I was like, what are you talking about? I just want to do a set. I don't want to fucking do a fucking, hey, the audience is going to be stoned. I don't. And so I said, uh, thanks, but no thanks. But now every time I see you, I shake my head. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like you ought to be ashamed. It's great. But you, was that? did I describe the show correctly? Yeah, it was called uh, Get Lit and Have Fun. It was when lit was still a cool word to say. <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, Get Lit and Have It was like, I think my initial idea was, all right, everybody go do five minutes and then go get stoned and do another five minutes. Yeah. Or something like that. Or do five minutes and then we'll interview you while you're high. Something weird like that. It was a, you were on the test show for sure. I wasn't were, on in, that you show. You were invited to the test show. <laughs> yeah, for I'm sure. not a I'm not a pot guy, so I wouldn't have been able to, I wouldn't have been fun. I would have been like, you guys go get high and then don't come back. <laughs> and whoever didn't go, I'll do a show for them. It would have but, been great uh, if you like berated everybody like, who got high. That would have been fun. I know. Yeah. Were the audiences good? Yeah. Really, well, I did it for charity as well. So All right. I, did, I don't think I mentioned that in the email. I'm not trying to make you look bad. You didn't turn down oh, a charity show. <laughs> But, okay. Yeah, you didn't mention that. <laughs> I still, I would have politely turned it down, but I would have yeah. said if you, if you do a different show for this same charity, what was the charity? Uh, the Brooklyn Bail Fund, Bronx Bronx Freedom okay. Fund. It was a a bail fund, and that was twenty fifteen sixteen. So look at how far we've come. Man, I all. didn't. I hadn't <laughs> heard of bail funds until two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. What exactly? I'm a little confused about a bail. I mean, I get the basic idea, but do they so pick like and choose of, who's getting who they're bailing out, or is it just like? Uh, as far as I know, families reach out to them, and they get to they try to provide for everybody who reaches out to them. As far as I know, because the whole cash bail process is kind of uh, rigged. So, like when I first got to New York, one of the first shows I did was with Wyatt Snack, and it was involving prison reform. So I looked into it right away plus with with family and stuff you're like trying to get people out of jail every now and then but it's uh and friends so it basically is like if you can't put up bail because bail is kind of an egregious price usually for random crimes and sometimes you sit in there for a long time yeah this this company will help you pay bail so you can get out and actually see your family and not wait because you have to wait for your arraignment so it's like a fund. It's like a bail bondsman without the the profit part of it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm so smart, man. Yeah. I've watched a lot of. I've watched a lot of Breaking Bad. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't remember any battle scenes in that, actually. What? Uh, now, I was looking at, you know, your website's broken. Oh, big time. I, uh, it asked me to well, log in. Like... I'm like, I'm logging into your fucking Will Miles website. Oh, really? It's totally gone now? It just, it just said, yeah, you have to log in. And I was like, oh, this is clearly. Uh... You know, it was so old and I didn't know how to fix it that I gave it up. I stopped paying for it. And it's like people were saying, people would look at my website to see what I've done. And it was, it mentioned nothing that I've done because I did it mm-hmm. in like 2016. I think I finished it. Get and someone that, who. I know. Get, I got to figure out who's going to yeah. do it now. Drop the $9 for the name res- registration. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then, and then uh, someone... find, find one of the 80 million people who live around within a quarter mile of you who can who build websites. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do people go to websites anymore? That's what I was – I mean, apparently, because people have said, hey, man, didn't you write on TV? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, well, it's not reflected on your website at all. And I'm like, ooh, that's actually mostly what I've been doing. It has like a, a. It said that I was voted one of Brooklyn's fifty funniest on the, on the website. Oh really? So that's when, and I didn't know how to like change it, so I just gave it up. That was like a, that was my credit for a long time. So fifty out of the fifty three comics in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. That would have been better with another city. Brooklyn, there's probably like five thousand comics, but uh, well now, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> you were like one of the first comics ever out of Brooklyn. <laughs> People hadn't I even heard of everybody. People People hadn't even heard of Brooklyn until right. Will Miles came along. How long have <laughs> you been doing comedy now, officially? Uh, 12 years. Ah, oh, that's not too. That's not a lot. I mean, that's a lot. That's enough. It's enough. What, what year? It's 2020. I started in 07, so 13 years, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you said you started when you were seven. I was like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> um, I was in a commercial when I was like three. Or I was in the were opening. you? I was in the opening to the Tom Dreesen show when I was three years old. Really? Yeah, he was just walking by. We were downtown or something. And I, I don't know the whole story, but my parents were like, we were downtown Chicago, and Tom Dreesen was just walking around, and he was like, hey, you, with the hair, do you want to be on my shoulders in this ad? And I have a picture somewhere, but I was I was on the opening to the Tom Dreesen show for a little bit. What? I don't remember <laughs> what that there was. I remember Tom Dreesen. Yeah, Tim and Tom. They were uh, they had a... They were a duo act for a long time. Wasn't like he was Sinatra's opening act for a long time. I yeah, guess. yeah. And then he and Tim Reed had a duo act where they would. Oh, Tim Reed! Yeah. What happened to him? I don't know. That's a good question. What, what show was Tim Reed on? Uh, was WKRP. He on Wasn't he? Yeah. I, I feel was like WK. it was WKRP. I feel like he was on Amen. I want to say too, or maybe something else as well. But he was so big for a little bit. Yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah. So, uh, what's the last writing job you had? Uh, we just finished Southside on Comedy Central season two. What is Southside? Southside. So bad because I saw that on our MDB and I was like, oh fuck, I don't even know what the show is. <laughs> it's uh, it's a show about the people uh, surrounding a rent-to-own store on the South Side of Chicago. So it, most of it takes place inside the rent. It's like rent-to-own furniture. Yeah, like a rent center, and uh, and it involves like the staff there, the police who we make bumbling idiots, um, and then uh, like uh, the people around there who like who run the neighborhood for real. So it's all those characters, and then we who's on the around. show? Uh, 
Bashir Salahuddin and Diallo Riddle created the show with Sultan Salahuddin. And then we have uh, Lil Rel was in a few episodes. That guy's funny. He's great, yeah. Uh, and he was supposed to be on season two. I mean, we'll see where all this ends, you know. But um, And then we have we had uh, Jeff Tweedy on season one as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I, he was really cool. <laughs> I know him a little bit. Really? Yeah, he's a nice yeah. guy. He is. He's super nice. He was great. Um, and then um, yeah, Chandra Russell is like one of the breakout stars for sure. Can I be on it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you know you know Diallo and Bashir? Who is I think that? You know, you know Michael Blyden. Michael Blyden directs it. Michael, oh my God, I haven't heard that guy's name in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember Michael. But, comedians yeah. and comedy, I think, and all that around. Yeah. He's around. Wow, yeah. I forgot about him. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he's our director. He's a nice guy, if I remember. He's great. I love that guy. Yeah. And did you create the show or no? Did I already no. ask you that? Bashir Diallo and Sultan created the show, but I was just invited. Uh, it's the sh- it's the show that moved me out to New York. I mean to L.A. Are you glad it, you moved to L.A.? You know, I wasn't at first, but I am now. Yeah. At first, it's... I was so I was so taken aback. I was I was like a diehard. I'm I'm staying in New York my whole life kind of person. Uh huh. And then I was like, you know what? It's too hard to move back. <laughs> You have a house? Uh, we we rent a house, yeah. Okay. But it's a, yeah, you're having a, a kid. You want a little space? Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, for little Lily to run around in? Yeah. <laughs> um, so is the, are the protests, is it depressing you, or is it making you feel uh, like things going to get, shit's going to change? Uh, the protests are more inspiring. The yeah. situation was depressing. Of course, yeah. Prior to it, but the protests have been. I mean, seeing and I, I talk to young people every day. I try to at least because uh, they seem to know what to do better. One uh-huh. of my friends is a rapper named No Name, and she's taking care of a lot of informing me on a lot of stuff. And then that girl Ida, who I was talking about earlier, Jack Knight. All these people are are telling me more about what. I couldn't can be doing and stuff like that. So that and hearing them talk about how much they think things can change because I feel like my generation and older is a little more jaded because we've seen it and not work out so long that we're like, I mean, what's gonna what's gonna change? But then they have the hope that things will change and talking to them always makes me a little happier. <laughs> Where I'm like, oh, right. ma- maybe it will change. You guys seem really more focused than anyone I know my age. Yeah, Which it's is pretty, sad, but also, yeah, it's, in, it's inspiring pretty, that the youth are better. <laughs> it's pretty amazing, like, seeing, like, footage from protests in Greece and London, and they're talking about George Floyd. Or, yeah, yeah. And in Japan, and, like, I saw yeah. Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what was I going to say? Uh <laughs> I know I got heavy. I'm not. Used, I'm not used to getting heavy. I know. I know. I was like, "Are we bringing it there?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I but, felt like it's a little. I mean, uh, we could have. Be, we yeah, could we be can. two comics talk, but it would also be a little weird to just stack like. like it's just another on. day. Yeah. yeah. No, it's been. It's definitely been wild, especially when you think about the fact that, like, you like for us, we're like we're having a daughter, who to the world, and I mean, we're gonna enforce it. She's black. So it's like we're having a daughter who is going out in the world. We're hoping she can change it. 
Because a lot of people have been telling us, like, oh, what a crazy time to have a baby. And it's like, yeah, but also any time it's crazy to have a baby. But I feel like what if the person who was giving birth to, like, you know, somebody great decided right. not to have a kid? It's like, yeah, the person you got to give birth and hope that your child is greater than you. So that's kind of you know, what, that's, what we're There on. would be no Todd Barry if someone didn't give birth. Exactly, you know? So. <laughs> oh. I'm surprised you didn't use that as your example, but that's all right. <laughs> that's cool, man. Yeah. Um, and it's what if you, not that you have to have kids, but it's like it's something that we also wanted to do. So it's like yeah. that for that reason, too. How do you learn how to, what to do with a kid? There's books. My brother <laughs> has 11-year-olds. They're twins, and I've been watching him. I was there like from the month they were, they were born because my brother lived in New York for a number of years before I did. So I'd kind of use, like, he'd invite me to be like, come do shows. You could stay at our house. I'd be like, hell yeah. So then when the baby came, it was like, come do shows. You also have a job. And we kind of want you to stay a little longer to babysit. So then I, oh. it helped me move to New York because I kept going and staying for like two weeks to a month at a time, helping with the kids and then doing shows at night. The better outcome would be like, you probably don't want to stay here. There's kids. And then you stay <laughs> in a hotel or something. <laughs> drop four grand a week for a hotel in New York. right yeah <laughs> i got all the good ideas all the great ideas um oh, that was that was before any writing job so were you doing <laughs> did this writing job prevent you from doing stand-up not this one there there was one i mean i worked on it's been a pretty decent run of shows that i've worked on i've switched a lot and some of them go late and so uh I had one job where it went till like midnight a lot, so there was no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's L. It's L. A. Too. If it were New York, I could go out at midnight and do a show. I know, I'm but surprised. yeah, L. A. It's yeah. like everything is done. There's everybody has one show a night here usually, unless it's at the same club. Right, and and you can't even get something to eat at midnight. I guess there are places, but delis. There's like green and they're New York institutions basically. Yeah, so. New York baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What uh, uh, late night diners and delis are the only place you can get food late out here. So you still have a writing job now? No, not right now. I'm I'm in oh. I'm in between jobs, as they say. Okay. But Did we were supposed the... to we were supposed to shoot. We were supposed to start shooting Southside. I'm on the show too. Oh. We were supposed to start shooting it in May, and obviously that's pushed back. So I'm kind of waiting till we can start shooting, and then I have right. a job again. Do they pay you while you're uh, waiting? No. <laughs> really? Yeah. When uh, when I have a comedy network in a couple of years, you'll you can work on it, and I'll I'll pay you no matter what's going on. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> in two years, I'm gonna have my own comedy network. <laughs> so, did you ever do the road? I did. I did the road in Chicago, mostly opening for people. Uh. How do you, what do you mean you did the road in Chicago? Well, like from Chicago when I lived there. Oh, okay. I, would, <laughs> I did the road. I did Chicago. I did what other city? Chicago. I did Chicago. Evanston I did, and I did yeah. Naperville Skokie, and Chicago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did you ever oh, do you mean when I have done Schomburg. Yeah, the improv. They call it the Chicago improv, but it's in Schomburg, right. many miles away. Yeah, yeah, I was told, like, yeah, you, it's like a, it, might, you, it might as well be a different state that you're in as far as people coming from chicago oh Schaumburg. yeah it was always like i would take the feature gig and i would 
sort of dread it because I'd be like, all right, now I got to find a car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who, so where, who did, where did you go on the road from Chicago? Um, Milwaukee, uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Okay. South Bend, Indiana. You know, really the, t- the, the major markets. <laughs> those are the major. Uh, if you don't want to travel more than an hour and a half from Chicago, those are the, <laughs> you, tore up the road, you tore up the road big time. Yeah. A lot of places in Missouri, basically. And then uh, oh. funny business would always have people go to like Iowa and stuff. I think I did like one of those Iowa gigs. Uh-huh. And then, I've had good shows in Iowa. Iowa's got a good, they got interesting good crowds. And then when I, by the time I got to like headlining status, I did like Cincinnati, Go Bananas, okay. places like that. DC, uh, Big Hunt, and the uh, what's the other one? The the Loft? Uh, Ar- Arlington Draft House. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Did I you like it? It's a one nighter. Yeah, I'm not. I wasn't at the weekend level, and then all this shit happened. I was at a one nighter level for headlining, but. And then, I mean, the jobs made it very hard to think about touring anyway. You ever think about quitting the writing job to do stand-up? I had considered it, but then I'm like, I also have considered quitting stand-up to do more writing jobs. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that you should do that. I'm just saying <laughs> some people do that. Yeah. Oh, I've seen them. Sometimes they're in writer's rooms. <laughs> There's a lot of, I used to do stand-up going around a lot of uh, writer's rooms. And it's like, yeah, I get why you left. This is a... It's cushy, you, right? Yeah, it's cushy, especially these people have been rising, like people who quit 10, 15 years ago, and now they have like a co-EP credit on shows, and you're like, yeah, you're making pretty good money as a co-executive producer on these shows. But they have to collaborate constantly, though. That was my biggest issue. I don't mind the writer's room because I can just be funny a lot of times. Like, it was just a lot of jokes. But the idea of collaborating on a script was something that I had to learn. Well, or worse than that, hearing those notes from fucking executives. Oh. Yeah. Ugh. Oh. And it's different, if, I guess, if you, if you started an improv and sketch. But stand-ups, it's like, we're our own notes, yeah. usually. So I right. don't really, you know, it's hard yeah. to hear notes when you've only been hearing notes right. from yourself or your friends. The joke bomb ten times in a row, that's my note. Yeah. That's the note. Those are the notes I got. Yeah, I bomb. I bombed. <laughs> yeah, I think that didn't like it. <laughs> I've had a few. I've written for a few award shows and stuff, but uh, I've never had like a full time. It's really? good money though, Chen. I know. I know. It, it is. It's. It's one of those things where it used to be really good money. Now it's definitely still good money, but it's one of those where. I don't think it's as many residuals and the jobs are not as steady. Yeah. You get those. Because there's so many networks that you get like a 10 episode show all the time and the residuals don't really kick in until 22. You get those screeners, man. Hell yeah. Those screeners that. I got like eight three billboards over Missouri. Did you get the pink box from Miss Maisel? Oh, it's somewhere around here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's. uh, Yeah. You got one? Yeah. I'm in the Writers Guild too, man. Yeah, hell yeah. You wrote for the Oscars, right? No. 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 I should have won an Oscar, but mm. I didn't write for the Oscars. Yeah. For the wrestling. Yeah, I should have yeah. won an Oscar for that. Best supporting. Best lead actor. <laughs> I should have won best actor that year. 
What was it like to berate Mickey Rourke? Um, oh, we're turning the tables. I uh, yeah, I'm interviewing you now. Do you have a podcast? I don't. Okay, what's your problem? I'm joking. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I should get one. You got to get one sooner. Uh, it was uh, it was weird. It was weird berating him because I had to remind myself that I was acting. And <laughs> I wasn't actually insulting a really big guy. <laughs> but it was really big box. Who have uh, who have you worked with that you were most excited about? Um, oh, you did that thing with Steve Martin. I did. Yeah, Steve Martin was pretty exciting. Does that count as a commercial? It was for what Masterclass. Yeah, I don't know what it counts as. Like a web. It's one of those things where people recognize me from that a lot more than a lot of other things. And it's kind of weird. Yeah. They're like, hey, weren't you in the Steve Martin Masterclass? It's like, yeah, if you. I, I did a half hour. <laughs> so you pretend. Yeah. But, you know, m- more people saw the web, the, the master class than anything you should, else. You should have had Steve Martin introduce you for the half hour. <laughs> did you? I thought about doing a bit about him in there where I was. I wanted to have him, like, keep mentioning Steve Martin over and over again. Being like, look at what his teaching has got me, this half hour special. Oh, I see what you're saying. They, uh, yeah. Did you take the class? Or was it just like a fake? I mean, well, I didn't. It was a kind of a confusing experience because a friend of mine set that up, um, where uh, she like reached out like these producers need a com- stand-up comedian. Can you send me a tape? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I sent a tape, and then they were like, all right, it's for masterclass. Here you go. This is gonna be. Here's come in this room. We'll get you mic'd up, and we'll get you all ready. And then we all, all four of us, sat down in a room, and then Steve Martin just walks in, and they're like, all right. You, well, you're in the Steve Martin Masterclass, and then he had like a lesson plan, and he had all of our jokes printed out. Or like, my, I was the only, I think it was the only one who was like main. I'm, all my only thing was stand up. Everybody else was a writer and then stand up. But at the time, I was only a stand up. So he critiqued your jokes. So I, yeah, yeah. Did you know well, he's he, like, going to do that? Over. No, not at all. I wasn't ready for that at all. <laughs> yeah, that's something they should tell you about. <laughs> But uh, it was cool because he, well, when he was like, I like these jokes, keep in mind I haven't done stand-up in, I think at the time he said like 40 years. I was like, yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> but it was, it was like a cool experience for him to be like, hey, you're funny. And then I could go out with confidence after that. Yeah, he hosted a gala I did it in, in Montreal and I got to meet him and get a picture with him. And he was, he was very nice. Nice. Yeah, he's really cool. Yeah. Um, wow. The, uh, those they must they get some heavy hitters on that master class like they must pay a lot of fucking money what do you think let's guess how much you got they must it's got to be a million at least Me? right not you i'm not going to how much is that oh yeah i'm not going to ask no. what you got paid although if you want to tell me but the uh, <laughs> i mean i would like to know but uh, you know the sag minimum <laughs> i think yeah <laughs> um but they get like you know pretty big famous people to teach those yeah, who, I forget who I just saw where I was like, damn. That's Didn't so Martin cool. Scorsese do one? Scorsese? Yeah, yeah. So do you uh, do you write screenplays? Yeah, that's what I've been really working on during, before the George Floyd murder, murder I was working on some screenplays. I'm going to get back to it eventually, but it's just been a little heavy to keep work, keep writing. But uh, yeah, that's the, the next, like the thing I really wanted to do was movies right movies uh-huh. and uh, that's something i've always wanted to do since i was a kid my brother it was an actor 
he was on the, you know, like electric company. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So he, he used to be an actor. He was in a, his last thing he did was a movie with Katie Holmes called touch with fire. Okay. But that was like 20, that was 2013 when that came out and he hasn't acted since What's he? he's been only focused on arts education. Oh, that's, and he lives in Chicago. He lives in Seattle. Okay. You told me that. That's cool. Uh, yeah, writing screenplays hard. I'm doing it. But yeah, how, how's it going? I, I'm on like my 80th rewrite. I mean, I wrote a script. It's it's I have the number of pages. It's just uh, I get tired of rereading it. Exactly. I just read a pilot I wrote three years ago, and I was like, "Oh, this is okay," because <laughs> I I had written it off as horrible. Yeah. Since I first wrote it, and I was like, "I'm never looking at this again." And then I looked at it again, and I was like. You know, three years three years away from this thing, and it's not that bad. That's good, right? But I think it's good yeah. to get away from it because I had the same thing with my screenplay. I was like, "Oh, this is it's not too bad." I've seen way worse than this. Oh yeah, big time. That's my goal is to be better. The movies that get made. Yeah, I want my movie to be better than one that sucks. That's my that's how I'm, <laughs> I'm shooting for the stars. Uh, do you ever watch? Because this is something I do. I watch movies I know are horrible. Just to see like how it how it got how it got made. I mean, there's a whole other podcast. How did this get made? But oh, really? I do enjoy. I I love watching those and being like, all right, look, this has the structure of a movie, but it's not good. Yeah, there are some movies I'm not going to mention names where it's like, oh, is it just good enough that you had a camera and you filmed some shit? Or is, <laughs> like, I mean, I see you have the camera equipment and you filmed this, but this is terrible. Yeah, not, it'd yeah. be better if I revealed what I was talking about, but I, I'm not gonna do. It. We all want to know. Um, but I don't. I'm not into like. You know, sometimes you hear about those movies so terrible, you got to watch it. And then you watch it, go, this is just bad. This is not fun to watch. But usually, I if I'm talking about a movie, I can't believe I got that got made. I'm that's usually a compliment to me when, when it's like I like you got this past people or. In a good way, but oh yeah, yeah. But if you want to focus like on negative says things, such man, wild shit. if you want to focus on <laughs> berating people, hey man, you, I'm joking. What? Uh, <laughs> let's go over those baby. But yeah, do you ever go on the road? No, no, no. Do you ever go on the road with Julia? Uh, we did our first, like our maybe our first or second year dating. We went on a road trip to Kentucky, New Orleans, Austin. Um. Chicago, uh, Wisconsin somewhere, and I think Springfield, Missouri. Comedy clubs? Comedy clubs. And, uh, like, you know, the places like the New Movement uh-huh. in uh, in Austin. Yeah. Where it's, like, more improv, but they also do stand-up. Right. Where'd you play in Kentucky? Yeah. What was it called? Uh, I don't remember. Renan Hirschberg set it up before he moved to New York. It was... Do you know him? I think he's at the cellar now. Well, nobody's at the cellar now, but I think he's... <laughs> I am. I still, I've still. i been doing sets. Every, yeah. I do three sets a night there. <laughs> when do you think we're going to be able to uh, work again? Man? I think 2021. Ugh. I think summer 2021, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I just keep moving dates, and it's frustrating, man. It's just like... And then you're like, is it, should I move it even later? Because, you know, to be safe. But then it's like, yeah. I'm going to fucking forget how to do stand-up. That Maybe is the I thing that I think people are forgetting. Where, well, usually we have a practice, like we have a bunch of practice sets before we go on the road again. Yeah. 
and then it's like, oh yeah, now I feel comfortable doing the road, but we're going to just have to start fresh on the road. Yeah. Um, I heard Houston opened up already as far as standing. Oh, really? Yeah, I know I know Salt Lake City's open. Uh, Oklahoma City's open. Uh, the clubs are open, right? In those cities are, yeah. I don't know I don't know if every club in the country is open yet, but there are definitely clubs that are reopening in the next few and months. And I heard it's 50-cent capacity. Everybody has to wear a mask. Yeah. But that doesn't even make any sense because how are you eating and drinking with a mask on? I tell you, if it got them to stop serving food, I'd say that's great. Although I want, I want them to make money, especially now that it's going to be harder. But, you yeah. know, people eating while you're working yeah. is not always the best thing. That was always my spot in New York when I first moved there. The check spot or, like, the shift stiffer on that where you're like, can I do your club, guys? And they're like, yeah, do the check spot. Do do three check spots tonight. And it's like, oh, I, they're not even paying attention to me. Yeah, don't get me started <laughs> on the check spots. Yeah. <laughs> the completely uh, unnecessary check spot. Completely. If if you think I'm funny in the check spot, once. Well, it's also like you should move me. When up. I see that, you know, there's some clubs that have they assign a comma newer comic. Oh, I'm doing the check spot. It's like, why don't you drop the checks when the show's over? Like, clubs have figured out how to do, and let that same person go on to a, an audience that's paying attention. Yeah. Why do you have to yeah. throw them to the? I mean, every you gotta be thrown to the wolves if, on some level when you're starting out. But why give them like a shit spot that doesn't have to be shitty? I agree. Oh. And then they're just up there like begging people to listen to them with jokes that aren't quite there yet. Yeah. With all that's going on in the world, and I'm worked up about the check spots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. What? Uh. You got anything you want to promote, Will? Um, no, I don't promote anything ever. Really? Well, I mean, I know you're a guy with the broken website. I, That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nobody knows what I do. Uh, I mean, I have my Twitter and my Instagram have a lot of information about where to donate yeah. and what to do right now. Okay. So, so go to at Mr. Will Miles, uh, on, it's a, it's a, that on Twitter and Instagram. And it's just a lot of information. I'm retweeting mostly cause I'm not as smart as the people I'm retweeting. Oh, so you must, so, are you retweeting <laughs> me then? Yeah, yeah, all the time. I just retweet Todd because I'm because I'm smart, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like you did. Re- did you retweet me recently? I think I did retweet something you said recently. Something deep and profound, and yeah. it's been very, very smart. <laughs> but I mainly, I mean, I, uh, there's a Sherman Showcase spectacular, uh, Black History Month spectacular in June. It's a thing we did. <laughs> and I wrote on that, and I act on that. That's and where's that, that on June ninth? IFC and AMC on June nineteenth. Right. You got shit going on. Uh, I got shit coming out. So go to his Instagram, Mr. Will Miles. What's what's yeah. the Twitter, Mr. Will Miles? Also, yeah. Same oh thing man, that's good marketing. That's good for your brand. <laughs> that, that's what I was told. You, I met with PR people, and then I didn't hire anyone. Did you really? <laughs> That yeah, means, I met with them to be like, what do I do? And then they were like, you should do this and this. And maybe well, let's work together. And then I just never hired anyone. I meant for to. For $3,000, I'll tell you to, you have the same Twitter and Instagram handles. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get that website going, man. Do that as soon as. I do. Um, all right, Will. I think uh, this was good. I'm glad you did on short fun. notice. Thank you for letting me be one of the rare people who you would have done a podcast with during these Absolutely, terrible man. times. And uh, 
I hope things get better. Yeah, I hope your audience is doing the most out there that they can to yeah. help. And I'm glad we got to plug some of your charities, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, thanks a lot, man. Thanks, Todd. Great talking to you. All right, later, man. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. That's the show, everyone. Um, Thank you to Will Miles. Thank you to... Jason Smith and Christy Coffey at Starburns Audio, and also Jessica Gutierrez, who engineered and mixes the show. Um, you can go to starburns.audio for other Starburns podcasts. And I hope you guys uh, stay safe, and I'll see you soon, I hope. Bye. Starburns Audio, a podcast network.